always kick off the show uh, having a little chat about uh, the weekend's game camping. Given it was on Sunday, we've had uh, two or three days to, I guess, sit back and reflect um, and what was probably uh, the Warriors' you'd say the best performance of the year so far. Statistically, you'd say was the best performance, Sammy. You know, 40 completions out of 44 sets. I've had plenty of football and uh, buried a decent South Sydney to, uh, Cronulla team in the... in the. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to sort of say, like, it's the best performance up against the top four side that I've seen for a very, very long time. Mm. You know what I mean? So statistically, when you look at it, the, st- the stats for once, the wa- the Warriors and the way that they've played have absolutely gone on with the job. Um, and there, and there, was a, there was a part of the game, you know, like there's a part of the game there oh, early on in the second half where they started a bit slow and then the, the big second round for Cronulla gets the charge down off Sean, gets called back. It was a, a decent try and, and you know, thank God there is a bunker there to, to call it back. But the thank, changes the face of the game. For, did you say thank God no, for the bunker, Well, and for, the, for, for the Warriors' <laughs> sake, you know, that it, it could have it been a different story to the game, but... You know, on the back of that that call, um, a couple of sets later, and the Warriors go over. They they they. It's sort of the catalyst for them to move on with the the um, forty four point to twelve win. So, a pretty a pretty good game given the given the Sean Johnson uh, scenario over the last two weeks. Is he and is he out? Um, I I think personally for me, uh, around the middle of the park, like the game against South Sydney. You know, your first game home. Um, post that game in the rain where South Sydney's come in and really done a job on our middle, our middle had a chance to just thank, thank the faithful and um, and say, well, here's a top four side that we're up against today and we're really going to take it to them. And and for me, I, I learned a couple of things, Sammy. One of them, um, and we'll, we'll have a little chat to Dills Walker on the show, was that Dills Walker, it's really important that that role remains there for Dills Walker. Not to, as we get to the back end of the season, that they play around with it and throw him into all different positions. I think he is that player that complements the Toru Harris style, mm. you know, and and really makes a, a massive impact when he comes on and plays that middle um, um, role of of a of a ball playing, you know, fast feet, finding your ground, bringing momentum back into the team. Um, role that he's been playing and and, be, and being the best at it in that number four, um, 14 position. So, yeah, it's 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 really interesting. The, the last uh, seven minutes were interesting as well when Sean went off with an injury. Let's, uh, t- let's touch wood and make sure that doesn't happen because uh, I don't think we've got the same type of uh, game if Sean isn't there in the form that he's in. Um, but other than that, when you look at what happened last week and then the addition to the team this week, I think it, the team this week against Canberra actually gets a little bit better. Yeah, Maratini Akore coming back in. We'll talk a little bit about uh, the game at um, just after 2.30 and we'll have a look at the team lists too. Um, the first win the Warriors have had against the top four side going back to 2021 uh, where it was round three against the Raiders, which uh, we talked about on Sunday, Kempe. That's, you know, two games into the season. It's hardly a barometer. So really the first time they've been a top four side in a lot of uh, many years. And it feels, it does feel like um, the Warriors are turning the script on every um, sort of historic narrative that's mm. been playing out over the last couple of years. So, you know, a lot of people across the ditch as well talking about the Warriors as top four. They've got a big game against the Raiders this Friday night. Um, there's going to be a bit of rain about too, which is uh, going to make for a very interesting clash. I uh, I thought uh, Wade Egan had a great game, uh, Kempe, and uh, we were having a conversation um, on Sunday. We actually had it last week as well, but it spewed on to Sunday 
um, about Wade Egan and some uh, similarities that have been patent between uh, patent between him <laughs> have a co- co- and uh, Cameron Smith. Um, and I just want to play a little clip from uh, the UCM boys over in Sydney on eleven seventy. Wade Egan is playing is the closest I've seen to playing like Cameron Smith. Oh, no, in the sense oh. of how he oh. engages the markers. It's it's watch watch Cameron Smith tapes and then watch Wade Egan. Do you know what I was thinking about this today? Timing thoughts, Tony Kemp. Well, the, the thoughts are the the two blokes at the back going, "Oh, come on!" <laughs> That's my thoughts. <laughs> like, look, look, no, no um, there's there's no, you know, not, nothing against the way that Wade Egan is playing at the moment because he's in season defining form. You mm. know what I mean? Like he signed a, a, an extended contract to twenty twenty five, but you know, mate, if, if I'm if I'm taking accolades to be um, a hooker that plays like Cameron Smith, I'm taking them. But he's not Cameron Smith. No, Cameron Smith is the greatest hooker of all time. I could be the greatest player of all time. But I do take the point that there are elements of his game, particularly, and I've always, this has always been the thing that um, impresses me about Wade Egan the most, is his ability to catch the markers off guard. Right, whether that's um, faking with his body, whether it's picking the right side, he's he's become so astute, Kempi, at, at being able to read um, in and around the ruck and catch guys out of position. Which, you know, it led to a try on the weekend that tried to um, Luke Metcalf. He set him up after going through the hole himself. But so many times, it just gives you know Adam or Mitch Barnett or who it is running through that extra half step to to bend the line a little bit. So I think you know, I do, I look, I, look, I agree. But you know, there's more to it than just. Um, Wade Egan mm. being deceptive it's called deception at dummy half that's the word you were looking for where he may be faking one way going the other way splitting the markers choosing and the other part is choosing the correct pass to, to, to pass whether it be to a forward whether it be to a halfback on a, on a um, consistent basis now the reason he's able to do that is because of the form of his forwards so you've got Tohu Harris, Aiden Fanua, Blake Maratanua, Kore, Mitch Barnett laying a ruck for him where he gets to do that. And hence the the season-defining form isn't just about Wade Egan, it's about the whole team. Mm. That's when you start to get the, the I guess, the, the people comparisons and the, and the promotion of this player looks like this player and he's going as well as this player. It's just not one player. So on the back of, like I've said this, the, the Warriors forward pack are arguably the top four forward packs in the competition. And when they're playing, like they've come up against the, the team sitting fourth on uh, Sunday afternoon, they've tailed them up, absolutely tailed them up. In the first 10, 15 minutes, it looked like they were all over them, the Cronulla forwards, but they mm. just, you know, they were those, the, the you know, um, rotunded, you know, not as fit forwards as what the Warriors were, and the Warriors ran over them in the next two thirds. So, um, look, all all hats off to uh, Wade Egan, but but at the end of the day, you've got to be saying that it's more like he's getting that um, that opportunity because of the way the majority of the forwards are going in that team. And good on him. And good on him. Yeah, no, I do agree. Um, we've got to take a break because uh, Luke Metcalf is going to join us on the show uh, after this. Um, of course, the Warriors number six playing in great. Uh, form at the moment uh, alongside the rest of the team as Kempi mentioned so uh, we will take a short break here on Running It Straight thanks to South Seas Healthcare Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider Luke Metcalf coming up after this Well uh, joining us on Running It Straight now I'm going to say third time lucky Kempi we've been, we've been uh, hounding him for a couple of weeks now but it is great to have uh, the Warriors number six our boys travelling well at the moment and uh, the fans have just been begging us to have him on and to ask him a couple of questions so joining us on the line now very special privilege to have Luke Metcalf out of the Warriors Hey, Luke Hey boys, how are you? Hey Luke, we're we're all good, mate. Thanks for uh, taking the time to talk to us on running it straight, mate. Your form is outstanding. You've got to be happy at the moment. 
yeah, it's obviously um, good to be playing uh, with the boys at the moment. It's obviously pretty easy to um, get on the back of some boys like Adnan and Sean, uh, Toby Harris, who are playing well. So I'm just try, trying to um, fit in where I can in the team and just find my role. I still feel like I'm doing that at the moment. So as long as I can just um, keep doing that, I think I should be fine. Mate, I was talking to Sammy on Saturday night when we were calling the game, and uh, there was that moment there where Sean's put that little kick through. You've obviously given him the wink, and I've seen that happen so many times before when halves actually uh, uh, they start to get on the same page, and it can become really dangerous. Are you feeling really confident now knowing your role and what Sean's doing, and do you feel that sinking of your your form happening with him? Um, yeah, well, first I've got to put that that kick down to the the old um, the goat Stacey Jones. He's the one who's um, been coming up with that little play. Uh, he, so, you, you know, Stacey uh, used, don't don't you know start Stacey this yarn. Now, a really good kicking coach. Don't uh, he claims us every time, Luke Kempe. It's always it's always him who magically turns Stacey Jones into the player that um, he was. Well, well, yeah, well, I've got to give him a little bit of credit there. But um, yeah, obviously, like you're saying, it's um, it's good to sort of be playing playing short and um, I think it helps that we're. Um, pretty good mates off the field, so I feel like our on-field chemistry is just getting better every single game. And um, yeah, like I said, he sort of sort of can look up at each other and give each other little little signals and certain things that um, I want him to do, or if he wants me to get him the ball. I feel like it's just getting better every game. Mm, Luke, uh, the team has been playing fantastically well over the last couple of games and you yourself uh, specifically have, have really uh, taken another step up and really improved your game. Just just from you personally, uh, what, where do you feel like that major improvement in your game has come from? I guess when you first um, were getting that start regularly for the first grade team, it was a bit of a step up. You may be just finding your feet a little bit. Now you, you just seem a lot more, I guess, confident. What, what specifically about your game do you feel has gone to the next level over the last couple of games? Um, yeah, so obviously when I first came in, I was just really concentrated on my support play and just trying to really get that up. And but now I feel like I'm getting my hands on the ball a little bit more, getting um, sort of when we're going a bit set for set with teams. I feel like I'm sort of getting the ball in my hands, like in certain positions, how I like to get it. I think the boys are starting to um, understand how I like to play and how I like to run the ball and um, stuff like that. So yeah, I feel like that's probably the main thing. I'm uh, the sort of understanding where I like to get the ball and getting the ball off later down a short side or off a shift um, out the back of one of the middles. So I feel like that's probably the main thing now. Webby's talked a lot in the last few weeks about um, the team's identity sort of centering around, I guess, defence. And when you look at Sunday's game against the Sharks, as a team that we know can score points for fun. So to restrict them to uh, such a small total is quite a big achievement. But you know, you guys seem to be having a lot of fun on attack as well, um, Luke, and, and that shows by the, the score lines that uh, that we've been seeing over the last month or so. Just just from your perspective, and I guess the playing group's perspective, how do you describe that that team identity? Is it centered around defence, or or do you sort of take just as much pride in what you guys are doing on attack as well? Yeah, yeah, I think well, I think you said it right. The defence, obviously, it's a cliche saying that wins wins premierships, but I think it's true because. Um, you look at all the teams that have won in the past, they're all really good defensive teams. So, yeah, I think we, we take a lot of pride in that and we do a lot of work and a lot of um, film sort of on our defence and we were pretty um, happy with, I think it was 10 points. We held Cronulla to a pretty pretty handy attacking team, so it's um, not easy to do that. So, yeah, obviously the defence is our number one thing that we want to get right. But, yeah, like you said, it's always fun when you're flowing on attack and but they can sort of flow and both your defence is on, then I feel like it flows into your attack too, so... They're both on, and I think we're um, going to be going pretty good.
They sort of go hand in hand, don't they, Luke? You know, like you've got possession yeah. of the football, you know, you, you, you keep your breathing right, um, and then you get into the game, you keep behind your kick chase and stuff like that. Just talk about your middle. Um, you know, your middle, when they do the job for you, both you and Sean seem to have a lot much, a lot more easier time uh, in the back of it. If you look at that game against the Roosters and Souths where your middle wasn't so good, it doesn't go so well. So how important have those blokes like the Aidan Fanua, Blake, Tohu Harris, um, Dylan Walker, when he comes on, been for your team? Yeah, we're spot on there. It can be, it's, yeah, like you said, when you've got people like Aidan and Tohu Harris, Dylan Walker, Bunty Fire, Mitch Barnett, he's been coming back and still got Murata near Corey to come back from suspension. So when you've got those sort of guys laying the platform and allowing, like I said, allowing Sean to dig into the line and get, create some space for him, it just makes it so much easier as a ball player. When you've got those guys just going forward for you, it's just, it's just crazy. They can generate some ruck speed and just create whatever they can offer. Adam's got his offload and Toy Harris has got his little short ball that he loves there. So, it's um, yeah, it just creates so much space and time for us ball players. It's so so fun to play at the back of. Luke, a couple of questions in, uh, from, from the listeners when we mentioned that we uh, had you on. So I'll, I'll rattle off a couple of these uh, for you from the Warriors pages. Our first one comes in from Daniel, says... Uh, just want to know um, how Luke's adjusting to managing uh, the hammy and uh, the running style and whether he's 100% fully confident with it or if there's more upside to come. Basically, I want to know if in two months' time he's going to be faster than he is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, hemi's feeling good. Uh, obviously, i just got to keep um, staying on top of it and not getting complacent with it because that's um, the thing that I've sort of learned over the last couple of years with having trouble with it is just when you sort of feel like you're doing okay and you might let your prep and your rehab sort of slip in and that's when something can go wrong. So I've just sort of been, every every training session, every game, I've just been making sure I do the prep I need to do for it. It might take a while, it might be a bit annoying sometimes, but I know that if I want to be on the field, that's the stuff I've got to do. So as long as I stay on top of all my um, prep and rehab sort of stuff, I know, I know I'm going to be cool and I'd like to be just last in another two months. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll see. I'll see. I'll go. No, I'm 100. percent I'm just waiting. Yeah, want to want to stride it, stride out. Get to get the ball in the hand and try and stride out. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, uh, that ties into our next question from Hugh, who says, uh, "Can Luke beat DWZ in a foot race?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not too sure. DWZ is pretty quick, Dale. I'd, I'd like to think so, but I'm not too sure. We've never really. Um, We've never really had a race or anything, but it'll, it'll be close. Who do you yeah, who do you I'd think's like, the fastest, mate? Who do you think's the fastest in the team over 100 metres? I would probably, probably either, either us two. If I'd say, but I'm not too sure. Dale's, Dale's pretty quick when that mullet gets going. Gets going. I think it's got some performance enhancing things to it. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just talking about that, Luke, like the extras, um, have, have you realised now, you know, you've got – Tomorrow, Martin breathing down your neck, and the uh, it's not just at, at five eight, but across the board, you've got players that are playing out of their skin and in career best form. Um, how are the how is the extras going? And have you have you realised how important it is just not to show up to training, but to do all that? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's the massive thing I learned, um, especially with this last the last injury I had. I sort of because I was thought I was good at preparing and good at doing all that sort of stuff, and then. After myself, I didn't realise how much more I actually could be doing for myself, even on an off day or after training, all the extra stuff I could be doing. So, yeah, I feel like i just got to keep doing all that stuff. And as long as I do that, I know I'm going to be healthy. I know I'm going to be um, like 100% ready to go come every game, every training session. So, yeah, as long as, like I said before, as long as I just stay on top of that and just focus on myself, I know I'm going to be good. 
Are you, are you loving the, the number six? Um, Luke, is that sort of where you see yourself in the future, or do you have, I guess, desires to, to play elsewhere? Um, yeah, I'm at, at the moment playing um, six is pool, playing outside Shawnee and still learning off him because I'm still 24, so still got things um, that I can learn. But yeah, obviously, when, in the next couple of years or however long it is, I'd, I'd like to play number seven. That's something that I want to do in my career. I want to test myself. And um, cause I, when I was a junior, I was always a halfback. So that's something that I'd love to um, do when I'm uh, older. But right now, yeah, I'm loving playing with Shawnee and that six role is the, the more I can learn off him, the better. So. Yeah, I'm happy with doing what I'm doing at the moment. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, Luke, uh, and this is just a tip from an ex-player, 24, next minute you're 28, next minute you're retired, it goes really, really quick. So the decisions that you're going to have to make over the next few years are really critical. Um, it, it tends to lead me to this next question. Now, I know that Benji is looking for a halfback and he's driving all the way through the competitions looking at young 20-year-olds. Have you had a conversation with West Tigers? Um, no, no, I haven't had any comments. I'm still off contract. Um, I'm sorry, still on contract till the end of next year. So I don't, I don't even think I've spoken to the Warriors yet. <laughs> I haven't spoken to, um, to anyone yet. But um, yeah, I'm just enjoying playing my foot at the moment. But yeah, I haven't really had any converse with anyone, the Warriors or anyone outside the Warriors um, as of yet. So yeah, but I'm just yeah, want to keep playing good footy and um, yeah, see what can come off the back of that. Yeah, because I only lead into that because I know with the form that you have is that you know there's going to be 15, 16 other NRL clubs going, man, that Luke yeah. Metcalf's going to be a, a good one to get who can um, solidify our halves period. As we know, there's not that many to go around in the competition. Have you thought, and this leads me into this next question, have you thought, and Sean's just signed for one more year, being the marquee half at the club? Um, oh, no, it's something I really haven't thought about. Hey? Like, I don't know, that's probably going to sound like I'm just <laughs> like I'm lying or like that, but I'm just actually really enjoying doing what I'm doing at the moment. Like, to be able to learn off Sean and even to be able to learn off those guys, it's been, been good for me, and I just feel like every game I'm stepping up and finding a bit more of a role in the team and playing that um, sixth position. But like I said, obviously it's something I, I would love to um, fill, a, fill a halfback jersey at some stage, and that number seven jersey, it's something that I want to do when I'm older. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not really not too focused on that at the moment. We're playing such good footy at the moment. All I can think about now is just playing every game and trying to cement that number six jersey and then hopefully make a good run into the finals. Mm. Mate, um, something that I always love hearing about, um, particularly from players not from New Zealand, so uh, the Aussie boys, is, is how you, you view the club identity and culture and, and Webby talked about this on Sunday in his post-match talking about how much of a family vibe you know they're creating and, and obviously celebrating uh, Matariki which is a which is a Māori holiday over here just just from your perspective what sort of culture and identity do you do you see at the Warriors? Um, yeah it's a real big family one I actually um, crazy I get a lot of people actually asking me about this and I actually can't explain them how family orientated the club actually is and I think they they like you said there's a lot of Aussie boys there's a lot of boys who aren't actually from um, Auckland who are like playing here and it just makes it so much better it makes it easy for the partners too because I feel like if um, like your partners or your kids if they're settled down I think it's going to make it easier for the players so mm. all the partners always um, doing stuff together they're always um, going out and getting a drink or going for dinner and stuff like that and I think that makes it easier because if you're um, you're either house doing well then you're doing well but yeah and on, on the field and off the field all the boys are really close we're always going to get a coffee or going to get some lunch, but yeah, it's a really good vibe at the moment. And where Webby's actually really um, 
I, I don't, I'm not too sure what it was like um, before he was here, but yeah, but I feel like he's brought a nice sort of culture here, and uh, yeah, I think everyone's loving it at the moment. Especially yeah. it helps when you win on the field, but off the field, it's really good too. Yeah. It has been quite good there a couple of times, um, Luke, and it's really good to see it bringing back. I, look, when I looked down on the football field on uh, Sunday afternoon after the game, and I saw your your girlfriend giving you a cuddle as you're walking off the pitch, and the <laughs> and the and the the jovialness of the two of you has really brought back memories about what it is when you're building that sort of DNA through the club. What what part of that as a 24 year old, you know, when you've got a partner, um, is is that success built on like? Does she offer that, you know, when I'm talking about extras and, and the type of support that you need from people off the field, does she play a big part in your life? Yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah, we've been together for, for a while, we have, so she, we're engaged now, so she actually plays a massive part. She, all, all little things like you're saying, Kempi, like when you're coming home, you might be getting home a bit late and you've been getting treatment or doing video and doing all that sort of stuff and you've been away all day. So yeah, she's, she'll literally do anything for me, eh, if I've got a um, go get treatment any time in the morning or do anything. She doesn't care. She'll she'll get up and wake up and drop me off or she'll, she'll do whatever. So she's awesome. And yeah, like I was saying before, it makes it so much easier when you've got someone there helping you and um, really, oh yeah, and I come home and I'll, I'll start talking about footy and she'll have no idea what I'm talking about, but she'll agree <laughs> and just nod her head like, yep, yep, I get you. I'll be talking all technical, but um, I'll be watching my game on TV the next morning or something like that. She'll be there watching it with me, listening to me just and critique myself and yeah it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's really good Sounds like when I'm talking to rugby, about rugby league with Kempe, uh, has no <laughs> idea what I'm saying Hey um, Luke, a big game this Friday night obviously against Canberra back home which is fantastic going into the bye and then uh, you know, f- from a pundit and a fan point of view a, a pretty decent run home uh, for us now, look I know you're probably going to give the cliche answer of you know focusing on one game at a time but there must be a sense within the group, there must be a sense of excitement that finals football was well and truly on the cards and potentially a home final as well. Yeah, yeah, finals, well, that's um, what everyone wants to play for, eh? So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Hopefully we can just keep winning games and it's good. We've got a few, pretty sure we've got a few home games now to end the season, so that's exciting. Hopefully we can keep having good crowds out at Mount Smart. But, yeah, I'm just excited. Just hopefully we can keep winning. And, yeah, like I said, if a home final came, that would be I couldn't imagine the atmosphere around Auckland would be ridiculous. So yeah, if we can keep like if we can keep winning and that could happen, that'd be awesome. You have no idea, Luke. Let me tell you. If yeah. you make the finals <laughs> oh, and you yeah. finish in the top four, you'll never want to leave. And this is I'm just gonna leave you on this before we let you go. Mate, um I don't really talk about my favourite players, but you're my favourite player at the Warriors and <laughs> you remind me a hell of a lot of my career when I first started heading over to Australia and wanting to play in those positions and get an opportunity and you just grabbed it with both hands and I hope you got a really good manager mate, a bit, a little bit of advice, I hope you got a really good manager because you're sitting when I'm looking at it, sitting on the cusp of a really big career decision especially with the Warriors in and around this marquee halfback um, spot I'll offer, I'll offer you my hand mate, if you ever need to talk about something, give us a call because I'd love to love to give you some advice around that but you're going fantastic, I hope you can keep that form going through to the semi-finals I hope you can take us to the top four because I think we're a chance if we make the four of actually bringing that trophy which has eluded us for so long back here to New Zealand you keep going well mate, all the best uh, against Canberra on Friday night, we'll be calling the game here on SENZ and we've loved having you on running it straight today yeah, I appreciate it, Kemby. I really um, appreciate you uh, talking to you today. And same as you, Sammy. Thanks, mate. Um, but yeah, like you said, I'm keen to, if we get that top four finish and can see what we can do from there. And um, yeah, excited.
Yeah, no, it's an exciting time. Uh, Luke, thanks heaps for joining us. That was Luke Metcalf there uh, out of the Warriors. Uh, love the uh, the man love there between uh, Kempi and Luke at the end. Uh, Kempi, of, <laughs> of course. Your favourite player. I like that, though. Favourite player. Man, he is mate. playing fantastically at the moment, man. He is um, so exciting to watch. Um, yeah, so many different um, players of, of old come to mind when you when you see how Luke plays the game. And mate, just I, so I thought insane, his game so was tough. I thought his game was tough on the weekend. You yeah. know, like he got challenged there when Nico Hines went through and stepped up the rest of the game. So, um, long may it continue, Sammy. Yeah, hopefully. Um, like he said, takes us through into the finals. We'll take a break uh, here on Running It Straight just for New Sport and Weather. Lots of comments coming through on YouTube Live as well as on double eight double three the text line. Uh, keep those coming in. Uh, we're also going to hear from Joey Tarpany and Dylan Walker between now and 3 o'clock as well. But first we'll get some New Sport and Weather. Running it straight here on ECNZ, 25 minutes away from three. Uh, lots of comments on the YouTube live uh, coming through here. Lots of support for uh, Luke Metcalf and Dom's just said uh, great questions and advice to Luke there uh, from you, Kempi. Regan said 40 nil to the Raiders, and then he comes Cut back quickly out, and says Warriors by 22. Uh, and JC just giving us a shout-out in the commentary box, uh, which we, appe- uh, we appreciate. Uh, JC, a uh, quick question here from James that says, "Can be thoughts on the bench make up this Friday rain in the forecast? You would think having Curran and Surinan would be better options than having Ali and Lusick, Ciro and Walker can cover Egan." And just before I get to that for you, Kempi, for people that uh, maybe didn't hear the team list last night, uh, it is pretty much unchanged from the game against the Sharks. Only that Maratini Akore comes into that second row starting position, and uh, Bunty Afo is back into the prop. So that means Mitch Barnett starts on the interchange alongside Dill Walker, Tom Ali, and. Freddie Lussick. Yeah, look, it's a good question, but I think with um, Bunty or four going back on his side and Tom Ali, that they get to rotate those two around in and around Tohu and Aiden's length of time that they play in the middle of the park. Therefore, um, you know, it's important to carry Lussick as a as a, a cover for waiting, and given that he has still uh, those HIAs, which we learned from earlier in the year. So uh, I'm not surprised. I, I have to say, honestly, I, I, I said to Sammy on Sunday afternoon that I think the changes will come. Um, I still think there's another couple to come, given that Tavaga and Tomorrow Martin will come back. I think that's when you will see uh, the Tomale and and probably Lusick uh, being moved through the through the 18-19 numbers because you'll have Bunty of four uh, at that stage probably go to the bench if Jazz Tavaga comes back. You know, so it's a, it's a, it's an interesting time for the coaching staff. Interesting time for for Webby when he's, you know, you got to remember, Sammy, we haven't had the the luxury of picking all the best players yet. No, and we've still got two to come back. Um, pretty tough assignment for Buntia uh, this Friday night as well against Josh Papali'i. Um, I think Adam will do a good job against uh, Joey Tarpany. That'll be a great matchup. But uh, Bunty against Josh Papali'i, he's got his hands full uh, in that opening sort of twenty minutes or so when we know uh, Papali'i does his best work. Um, speaking of uh, Joey Tarpany, um, he spoke with uh, you boys on the breakfast show this morning. Uh, Kempi is in Kempi for breakfast. Um, so we thought we'd just bring you a, a little bit of that. Joey Tarpany, of course, playing prop for uh, the Raiders. He's starting the number 10 jersey this Friday. Also plays for the Kiwis. Uh, so here's him having a chat to the Breakfast Boys. Yeah, that's right. We've got on the line with us 2022 Melman Ingham medal um, and been named in the 2022 Daily M Team of the Year. Kiwi International with 16 tests, 181 Canberra appearances. Joseph Tarpany from uh, Wellington joins us on the line this morning. Joe, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, bro. The front five that you got there, the Ford pack, I had a look at it this morning, all internationals, you know, from Whitehead, you got yourself and um, Papali up front, uh, and New South, and, and the young boy in the back row who's just played in the New South Wales team. How, how are you guys prepared for this game, given the fact that the th- uh, the 300th game for Jared Crocker didn't quite go the way it should have done down in Canberra? 
yeah, um, that still kind of burns with the boys. And we didn't turn up for Crooks that day, but, um, you know, our, our strength is our middle, and um, that's where we will try to play. But we um, they, they got a strong middle as well, so it's going to be a good challenge. Now you're three straight, Joe, and uh, you started making those amends to that uh, that loss against the Warriors. What what has changed in those last couple of results to be able to get the job done? Yeah, I think we just refocused. Um, it was a bit of a wake-up call. Um, we've had a couple of those this year with big losses, and um, we have to refocus on the little things. Uh, I think we're in a great position on the ladder where um, we still get sprayed, but um, it's coming from a good place from the coaches. Uh, if, we're the, if we're at the bottom of the ladder, that's a bit of different. We're running shuttles, so um, nah, it's, it's a bit of a change of mindset. Oh, you'd, you'd handle those shuttles, mate. You fit as a fiddle. Hey, just, just to talk, just talk to, to us a little bit about that from a, a Kiwi um, perspective. You know, Ricky's used to playing with a lot of Kiwis. He's had Johnny Lomax there, uh, Quinton Ponga, Ruben Wiki when he was actually a player. But as a coach, how how have you found him, um, especially being a Kiwi in that Australian environment? Yeah, he's um, he's good. He's a, he's a people person. Um, he builds relationships, and that's how he coaches. Um, and and that's that's a big part of how I play. I like playing for people. So um, yeah, he's been great great for me. And you know we've butted heads in the past, but um, it's all it's all turned out good. So the result against the Warriors um, on the scoreboard, you probably reflect and say, yeah, we weren't able to get the job done. But from my memory, in that game, you had a hell of a lot of the ball. It's particularly in that first half, but you weren't able to execute. So you'll be going into this game full of confidence. How are you able to? execute against a Warriors team who has shown resilience in, the, in defence? Yeah, I think um, what, they've, what they've been doing is, is, you know, kicking into corners, playing that boring footy, but it's effective. Um, that's what we need to do. You know, hold the ball, um, put it in the corners and let them bring it out. They've got a strong back three um, and um, my, my bro Nux for playing mean, so um, got to try to jam one in his ribs and, and get them... <laughs> Get them on the back foot. <laughs> that's a th- tarps. That's a thing I like about you, mate. You're old school and you like mixing it, mate. What do you, what do you um, make of the form this year of the Ford packs from the war uh, Ford pack from the Warriors? You know, Aiden Fanua, Blake, Tohu Harris, still Dills Walk, Walker coming off the bench. You guys spoke much about that? Yeah, um, I think we got, we got a meeting soon, but um, they got a good balance. They got Aiden, who he's a good ball carrier. They got Tohu and. And those who are good ball players, so they've got a good balance of running and playing the ball. Um, so that's the thing we've got to look at in combat. But um, yeah, we just got to play our game and um, drag it, drag it real dirty in the middle. Joey Tarpany there catching up with the Breakfast Boys and he'll be playing a lot of his Kiwi teammates on Friday night. Uh, Kempi, who he spent time uh, up in the UK with during the, the World Cup. Uh, so, yeah, uh, he, he's going to hit a little bit harder, which uh, yeah, on a few, dragging on a few it certain re- plays. Dra- dragging it really dirty in the middle, mm. okay? So there's there's an indication of Ricky Stewart getting stuck into the forward pack. And they've got a decent forward pack, Sammy. You know, Corey Halsberg on the back played for Queensland, Elliot Whitehead, New South Wales. Um, uh, England, sorry, Hudson Young, New South Wales, mm. Joe Tarpane, Joss P- 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 uh, Papali'i Internationals, and Zach Wolford coming out of dummy half and plenty of experience. Um, when we talked about the middle over the last couple of weeks, uh, given that the rain's coming down and the game between South Sydney and the Roosters, uh, I know Ricky. Ricky would have done his homework. Mm-hmm. He's going to put a lot of emphasis on his kick chase. He's going to put a lot of emphasis on uh, just the way that the middle needs to show up and, and play this game. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I think I think 
you know, like I said this morning on breakfast, this is probably the most important game of the season. Let's hope uh, the, the weather isn't too bad, uh, Kimby, because I know they are looking at another sellout. And you know, the rain last time was a was a damper on that Rabbitohs game. And on that Rabbitohs game, a lot of questions coming in here on YouTube Live about uh, the wet weather, and we know they struggled against both the Roosters and the Bunnies. Is it third time lucky for for Webster? Do you think? Hopefully on Friday night. Well, you know. Once you'd let it go, twice is a coincidence. If it happens a third time, then we know we've got a problem, mm. uh, given the fact that it rains. It doesn't rain that much in September in Sydney, you know what I mean? Um, if we head if we head there, so I wouldn't I wouldn't worry too much about that. But if it if it rains, we know what we need to do, to do. We know where the game's going to be played, and we know now that that if we don't show because it, it's basically put on the middle middle uh, of the park. If we don't show up in the middle of the park. Um, yeah, I think then there's serious questions that need to be asked. But I, I reckon they've learnt their lesson. I think the second time against South Sydney, they learnt their lesson. And I'm pretty sure if uh, Webby and them are doing the forecast on the rain and it's going to be a bit wet, uh, expect it with uh, Marata Nuakure to be back up. Who better to have Marata Nuakure back and uh, Mitch Barnett coming off the bench? I th- I'm, look, I think they're ready for it. Yeah, I don't think uh, the Warriors had all their troops for that Roosters game either, so that... You know, has a little bit of an asterisk next to it. Uh, we'll take a break here on Running It Straight on SCNZ. When we come back, we might hear from uh, Dylan Walker, the uh, the Warriors utility coming off the bench, arguably the 14th man of the year, probably will win interchange player of the year, uh, Kempe, and you know, signing of the year for the unofficial awards. So uh, we'll take a break. Uh, thanks to South Seas Healthcare, Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider. We'll come back with Dylan Walker after this. We're running it straight, we are 12 minutes away from three. Uh, Going to hear from Dylan Walker, who caught up with the Bricky Boys as well this morning. Um, well, we talked about Luke Metcalf, Dylan Walker, um, having the season of his career as well. Like I said, probably going to be interchange player of the year and just a massive difference maker in most of the Warriors' wins so far, certainly on Sunday. Uh, Kempe and, and uh, Andrew Webster alluded to that in the press conference. He, he can be the difference maker um, when, when he comes on the field, just adds that intensity through the middle. Yeah, right right uh, on the money, Sammy, like you normally aren't. Uh, you got that one right. Uh, so <laughs> That was straight out of my Tony Kemp notebook that you left on my desk yeah, yesterday. So, right, you know. he, but you're right, though. He is the best 14 in the competition as far as we're concerned. We, and you know, we get the privilege of watching and calling him home and away every week. And that's what I mean. Like on the weekend, that, that role specific for me really cemented the importance that he doesn't um, get taken out of that role that he's playing at the moment. I think that's the best role that he plays for the team. 100%. And I think, you know, as we get these players back tomorrow and um, Jazz Tavaga, mm. then I think then, then he continues to do that role for us um, for the rest of the year. And especially if we can finish in the fall with him coming off the bench, mate, it's going to be really special. Yeah, spot on. All right, well, let's hear from uh, Dylan Walker who caught up with uh, Izzy and Kempe this morning. Dylan Walker, who was up early, he'd go great in morning breakfast radio. <laughs> morning, Dylan. <laughs> Appreciate you joining us. No, no, thanks for having me. Oh, mate, you're up early. What time's training start? Uh, I'll be there quarter to seven. Um, oh, quarter past seven, sorry. But um, no, I like to get up a little bit earlier. It's a little quiet, so um, it's a bit of Dylan time. <laughs> yeah, a bit of Dylan time. You need that time to be able to reflect and refresh, mate. Uh, look, let's, let's rip straight into it. I, I get a sense when you build resilience, you build trust and you build clarity within your group. This is a team that's very clear with their mindset and accountability for each other. But I get a sense that you're a team that doesn't get comfortable. Is Andrew Webster pretty direct with his communication? Yeah, because I think the detailed of our um, video and when, when mm. we watch games, but I, I feel like we find we, we're trying to be perfect and um, 
when you're trying to be perfect and you're trying to do everything right, I, I feel like you get that sense of trust and um, resilience throughout the team. Um, but at the moment, I, I feel like as well, is we just got players that are just... Um, everyone's reliable at the moment. Like, everyone wants to... We don't care about the flashy play. We don't really care about um, scoring twice. We care about being reliable and then, um, you know, being there for your mate. And I think that's a good trait to have. Um, and it's what we've built on too. It's not being happy for anything less or anything um, as a substandard part. And I think it's just very calibrated our, our whole squad of meaning like everyone's just elevated their game. And it's... Um, it's, yeah, it's really nice to reap the rewards when people um, are starting to do those little one percent football terms that you can just rely on people that are mm. around you, and I think that's a special part about it. Hey, Dills, um, you actually answered the question then because I, I know that you've got a couple of blokes that are Bailey Surinan and Josh Curran have gone back to the 18th, 19th men, and um, you know, Marata comes back, and you, you're starting to get all your boys back on deck. Um, so, that, so all the best for this Friday night. Thanks a lot for joining us. Just really quickly, has you have, have you had a call from uh, Madge yet about playing for the Kiwis in the year against the Kangaroos? <laughs> uh, no, call, no call from Madge, uh, mate. It would be nice. It would be nice, but um, I don't know how that's going to go. Just with the, I've played a game for Australia back in the day, and. Um, yeah, but you ain't Australian, you're Kiwi. So we'll we'll sort we'll sort that out for you. Eh? <laughs> Thanks a lot for joining us this morning, Dills. Uh, thank you very much, and uh, don't take it lightly on Meccas. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good from you, Kempi. Uh, someone's just texted in here as well, saying that uh, Jordan Rapina is uh, one of the keys for Canberra this weekend. He's someone that, that you sort of forget about, Kempi. You look at the Ford Pack and and the uh, Jack Whitens, etc. But yeah, Jordan Rapina, who you know generally fires up against the Warriors because he loves playing against his Kiwi teammates. Yeah, uh, look, I think it's uh, who set, who sets that ruck up. Um, best for their halves and and releases the outside backs. I think uh, you know they did a really good job down in Canberra, the Warriors ag- against uh, um, Crocker in his 300th game. There's all that motivation there. So um, I do. I, I look every time I look at the Warriors team, I think it's stronger this week. So I've got no problem with them setting the target. We'll take a short break on running it straight here. We'll uh, wrap the show after this.